Well, it's very hard right now not to talk about what's happening in the world with this. So what's the preferred term now? Global pandemic. Last week, we were talking uh, with Lee Milkey, dairy columnist, markets expert uh, about prices and, and speculating. You know, there are definitely the potential. There's the potential for a lot of problems uh, with the COVID situation for uh, farm markets and in, in particular dairy. You know, we cover dairy a lot here on the farming show because this is such a big dairy community here and Washington state is such a big dairy state. Um, and it's also the ongoing production right now. Our, our other uh, farming sectors here locally and, and around the state quite a bit as well um, aren't in season yet. So it, it kind of remains to be seen. So a lot of questions there still. But uh, dairy farming, of course, is always happening 24-7. So what's going to happen? What impact is this have, having on the dairy markets? And and prices that already kind of come back down a little bit from those little bit better prices that were a bit of a relief after years of low prices. This was kind of over the fall and winter time. Now things have slipped back a little bit what's covid gonna do to that also speculating well maybe you know if people are buying more stuff at the store right now we're seeing all this panic buying maybe that'll help uh, but the more we hear and the more we hear about how long term this whole situation might be the more bleak things uh, are starting to look and saw a gut-wrenching post recently uh, or a little bit earlier this week on social media from a, a Washington State a dairy farmer. And uh, she joins us on the program right now. You may know her as the farmer's wifey. She has a huge following on social media. We've talked with her here on the program before, Krista Stoffer. She's actually married to a Whatcom County native, but they're over on the far east side, over in the Colville area. Welcome to the program, Krista. You... <sighs> Boy, I don't know where to start with with what you shared uh, a couple days ago on Facebook, but it's looking rough. What's what's the situation with daring in general? And let's talk about what's happening with your farm. Yeah, um, well, thanks for having me. First off, you bet. And, um, yeah, daring, like like you said earlier, it's it's always going. We're doing we're farming twenty four seven, but it's always had its up and ups and downs, and it seems like it's way more downs than there is ups, and it kind of started last year when we had, you know, a few months, the beginning of 2019 of some poor milk prices, and then it picked up, and it was looking like it was going to be, hey, we're going to be able to recover from this, and last year we, personally, we did some changes to the farm to, you know, become more uh, efficient, to work on some factors of how we manage our cow manure and become more environmentally friendly, things like that, things that we thought that we really needed to focus on to be dairy farming in the, you know, for the long run. You guys put in one of those those big blue yeah. steel tanks like we're seeing a lot around here in Whatcom County as well, Yeah, right? we set up a big tank, big manure tank, and that's going to help us be more efficient, you know, hold more manure, um, just a lot of different benefits from that. And so that was a huge undertaking last year in the midst of those lower prices. And so we were just coming into this year. The milk prices looked like they were going to be great this year as far as, you know, being able to manage, pay off bills, pay off some debt, things like that. And so, yeah, so these last uh, few weeks, seeing what the milk prices are actually doing and what they're going to continue to do is um, 
looking pretty bleak for us as well as a lot of other farmers. Now, you confessed on Facebook that you kind of check these prices a lot and you suggested to other dairy folks, maybe don't do that if you aren't already in the habit of doing that because it can just be really depressing. But what ha- what have you been seeing? What, what what are the prices doing? Well, I honestly, I didn't check them this morning. Good, for, good said, for you. Good for my you. My husband told me to stop. <laughs> yeah. He told me to stop. But I think it, it's part of our business. We need to know what is going on and we need to know what to expect instead of just, you know, kind of putting our heads down and just keep milking the cows and acting like nothing's going on around us. Right. But um, I, I woke up the other morning and I, I mentioned this on that Facebook post that you were talking about that it dropped a dollar, you know, a dollar per hundred way overnight, basically. And so the prices that we're seeing for the rest of this year, you know, in December, it was kind of predicting, you know, $17 plus a hundred weight. And now we're looking at being at 14 in the mm-hmm. low 14s. So that's, that's a pretty good percentage chunk. And when you're already operating as all dairies are in the state on really thin margins as it is, that's make or break kind of change, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely make or break. And, you know, with everything that's going on with uh, the COVID situations, with exports, um, things like that, it, they're, you know, experts are predicting that it could be a lot worse than the 14s. And so mm. things like that is going to put, um, force a lot of farmers out and strong possibility that it could be one of us. Explain what that would mean. Do you know, like, is there a a milk price that you shoot for and you're like, if we're under this amount for a certain amount of time, we just can't make it? Or how do you even know what you can and can't do? um, Honestly, like, how do you know? Like, we've never been in this position. We started in 2009, so we're very familiar with what low milk prices are. But in 2009, we started with a clean slate. And all we had to do was go up from there. Um, so we built equity, you know, from 2009 on, and, you know, last year that took a lot out of us to not only with the low prices, but also to take on some, you know, some loans to do some of these projects. And so um, where we're normally we could, you know, sustain a little bit lower milk prices, you know, we're going into this new year with, you know, not as much equity as we had before and, still trying to get squared away from last year's low prices. And so, yeah, every farm is going to be different as far as what that dollar amount is. But I know for us that um, we we do a lot of business locally with other farmers and other families. And we know that there's a line that we don't want to cross as far as hurting those individuals that we do business with, with our business. So it's... We're in uncharted territory, to be honest. We don't know where, we don't know what milk prices are going to be for sure next month or the month after, and we don't know how fast the ship's going to go down, or we don't know if they're going to pop back up and we can, you know, keep going. We have no idea what's going to happen. All I know is we want to do as little damage to our community as possible if that's the route we're going to end up having to go. I think that's really appreciated. And I think that's wise of you guys to take that perspective because I have seen other folks have more of the perspective of I'll do whatever I can to keep my operation going. And that's great and all. Uh, but when you're not paying bills for extended amounts of time to a lot of other people and they're also struggling, 
yeah, there, there gets to be some pretty serious ethical questions there. Um, so I, I think that's very wise and honorable of you to have that perspective. Again, we're talking with Krista Stoffer. She and her husband have a dairy farm over in Colville, uh, Washington, way far on the east side, up north of Spokane over there. Um, her husband grew up over here around the dairy community here in Whatcom County, so he's got a long background in it, but they they uh, started their own farm, you mentioned in 09, Krista, mm-hmm. and you, you've documented on social media, and this is how you've grown such a, a huge following, 53,000 followers on Facebook, and I know tens of thousands on other platforms as well, sharing that story and sharing that day-to-day and the struggles, the triumphs, the highs and the lows, and this is kind of almost new territory in all of that, isn't that? Or, or have you guys had times before where you thought you weren't going to make it? Well, we've definitely struggled. We most certainly have had struggles, and we've gone through periods of times where we had to have com- tough conversations with people that we do business with, and we've been so incredibly fortunate to have such amazing people that we work with and have worked with for, you know, the most of the time that we've been farming. So they know that they're, you know, when times get tough, and as long as we communicate with them, they're usually very willing to work with us. So we've had to have some tough conversations in the past, and we've had to, you know, manipulate the budget and move things around and try to accommodate this person and that person and things like that. But this this is a little bit different as far as, you know, where we stand going into this. So like I said before, it's, you know, uncharted territory. We yeah. don't know. We've never had to go into a situation like this um, with having the past. Well, and and you you guys would actually be probably positioned very well and would have made excellent decisions, I think, on investing in your operation uh, with the way things had been going. They had been so low, that wasn't the time to invest. Things had been coming back up. Um, People that shouldn't be overextending themselves, but they do need to invest in their operations at some point. It made sense. I know others have been doing that in the dairy uh, community. The last um, several months, you know, finally getting to some repairs and upgrades and things that they've been putting off in a lot of cases for years. And it looked like, you know, maybe if the price wasn't going to continue to climb, but it was going to generally be a bit better for a time here than, and just, it all seemed to make sense until this virus. How much of what's going on right now is what's happening with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and how much of it is just other forces? Is there any way for you to, to be able to quantify that? Well, I'm definitely not like an analyst or an expert in markets, but from what I've understood and what I've been reading and talking to other dairymen, board members, things like that, um, that, that is having a significant impact on us. You know, a lot of, at Washington State, a lot of dairy is dependent on exports. So that's where, while domestic, it's like, great, you see all these empty shelves, mugs flying off the shelves, but that's not where the majority of our income from our dairy sales comes from. It's mostly exports. So if you have situations where ports are shut down or they don't have enough workers or um, you have large companies that typically buy milk and they're not buying, um, that's going to have a pretty significant impact. And then... The other side of things is domestically, a lot of our milk is um, within like the restaurant industry so mm. and fast food places. So right now what we're seeing is the restaurants are being closed. 
um, fast food places are, you know, drive-through only, things like that. So that's also going to be hitting us. So we're getting hit exports and domestic sales. What kind of a toll is this taking on you emotionally so far? Obviously, it's going to be incredibly difficult if you get to that point where you have to call it quits. But I would imagine there's something about just not knowing that's also pretty debilitating emotionally. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely is taking a toll um, on the both of us, as I know it is other farm families. And um, unfortunately, that whether no matter how well you try to mask it or hide it, it also has an impact on your children. They're not they're not dumb. They know that something's going wrong. And so, yeah, it's definitely had an impact. But like I I sat my daughter down. She's going to be 13 and. She wants to know how she can help, how she can help make money, you know, things like that. And we are very, very much try to keep the business side away from our kids. They need to be kids, you know. But she's, like I said, almost 13, and she's not dumb. She reads Progressive Dairyman and, you know, pays attention to things. And so we just had a conversation the other day, and she said, how can I help, Mom? I said, you know what, you just keep being a kid, you keep feeding calves, and we're going to do this as a family and we're going to go down, you know, we're not going to go down without a fight. And I said, all you can do is you can pray. It's in God's hands. If mm. he wants to stay dairy farming, that's what we're going to do. But if we can't do that, that's okay too. We'll figure it out. Everything that we do, honestly, is for them to be able to farm. And so, sorry. It's okay, I understand this is... It. Yeah, so if not knowing that that's you know, the last 10 years, like I said, we've had struggles. We, we know struggle, so, but it's always been an option. We always felt like it was an option. So when you, when you see something like this, I had an old-timer tell me one, one time, you're always one bad year from losing the farm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, no, that's not right, but it's true. Depending on how you went into that bad year, you are and could be one year away from losing the farm type of situation. So everything that we do from the projects that we did last year to how many cows we milk, every single decision is how do we keep this farm going so that they at least have a chance to do do what we did. And so they are the top priority of all of our decision making. Um, so that's why I think this has been so hard and so sobering. And and what about your faith uh, and and the role that plays in all this? You had, you had mentioned that, and I know that's very important to you, and, and it's a part of a lot of the posts that you make on social media as well. Um, I don't think that we couldn't do it without it. I I don't know how you could constantly be in such a negative state of the industry. With I got some kiddos there. Yes, I do. Um, they were under strict instructions of what to do during this interview. I should have I should have introduced but you I that have three way. Boys, that you're, so. a, you're a dairy farmer and wife and mother of five. Uh, right. <laughs> that's an important <laughs> and part home of this. School. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody's homeschooling right yeah. now. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, now I completely lost my train of thought. No, so. that, that's totally okay. You've got kiddos to take care of. Just, you know, talking about the role that, that faith plays in your decision making and what's next for your dairy. And again, we're, we're talking with Krista Stoffer here on uh, the farming show here on KGMI, as well as the Save Family Farming podcast. So you can listen to uh, the program anytime on SoundCloud. And we share that out via our Save Family Farming and, and Whatcom Family Farmers, Skagit family farmers eastern washington family farmers uh, social media uh, channels as well um this is this is tough stuff and i and i i 
would expect that we're going to be hearing more and more of this, not just from the dairy community like yourself, but other areas as well. Um, as especially now we're getting into planting season for crops. Um, and in just a few months time, we're going to be into harvest seasons. You know, I think about that with the berries over here and all the tree fruit across the state and so many other crops. What is this all going to mean for labor, for prices, for exports, for domestic consumption? There's just so many question marks right now. Um, but I think you guys, again, in the dairy, because you're operating 24-7, you guys are kind of at the tip of the spear with all this hanging over you. What's it like on the farm now? How, do you, how are you doing the day-to-day? What, what's, has anything changed with this whole pandemic situation? Um, no, honestly, nothing has changed. Like, we, you know, we farm. We live here at, right at the farm, so we're, we, you know, we just go to the barn just like normal. Our kids are homeschooled, so that was no big shocker. Uh, change for us and so everything is normal we do have two employees and you know we've had talks with them but uh, again they come they do their job and they leave and we couldn't do it without them honestly and so no nothing has changed for us in that regard that's where i see a lot of folks in the farming community and and in rural communities really not feeling the brunt of this maybe like our our urban um brethren at this point you know will we down the road feel more of a hit from that probably but that rural lifestyle is already a lot more um conducive to keeping yourself doing your own thing um taking care of your own business and and keep on keeping on as as everybody is now having to do uh considering this situation krista thanks for sharing i know it's not easy to talk and open up about this but i think it's important that people hear and understand the gravity of what's happening and 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 some of the conversations that are happening behind the scenes right now in the farming community and beyond so i appreciate you being willing to to talk a little bit about it yeah thanks for having me